0: of Scripture. If you've never read it before, never meditated on it, I pray it would do your soul good tonight. I'm just going to read the first two verses, pray, and then dive into the Word together. God's Word, Psalm 91, verse 1 and 2. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge is, and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Heavenly Father, we do come today and ask you to fill our hearts with trust in you. Lord, we know that we can't have faith unless you open our eyes to see the truth of your gospel. And yet, Lord, you have done that for many of us here. We believe in Christ and, Lord, again today we want to be assured and reinvigorated with the truth of the gospel. We want to Put our trust in you. So God, I pray that you would take this message and you would use it to edify your people, to strengthen us in our callings to be your children and servants. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This psalm really is meant to kind of engender trust in the Lord. It begins with our trust in God's character right there in those first two verses, our trust in God's character. And I would say it's really trusting in God's character because God lays out His name several times, different ways that the Lord is referenced. So it begins, He, me, or you, followers of God, who dwells in the shelter of the Most High, He will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. You see that right there at the beginning, you see this the shelter of the Most High. Uh, we understand that, that God is above all. Uh, he is the Most High, the one who is the highest being in all the universe. We will abide, we will remain in the, the shadow of the Almighty. Uh, we think about the the, the the Almighty power of God here, uh, how God is strong and Mighty, And we are in His shadow. This is meant to give us comfort in all the things that attack us in this life, and all the things that bring us uh, anxiety and fear. What we need to remember is that we live in the shadow of the Almighty. So whatever is coming at us, we are behind the Lord, behind the One who is all-powerful. And then we see uh, the covenant name of God all there in caps in verse 2. I will say to the, the Lord... Anytime you see Lord, all caps in the Old Testament, it's referring to the covenant name that God uh, gave to his people. I am who I am, Yahweh. I am the one who will fulfill my covenant with you. You can trust me. And then it goes on to a personal, uh, the psalmist personally puts his trust. I will say to the Lord, my refuge, my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. I would just encourage You here tonight, if you are not a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that you would be able to pray that prayer. That you would be able to say, My refuge, my fortress, my God. We can come to God through faith in His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, We were dead in our trespasses and sins, and God sent the Lord Jesus Christ to to live and to die and to be raised so that we could be brought to God. So that we could call God our, our Father, our refuge, our fortress, our God whom we trust. And we can think about God as the one being the creator of all things, and we know that is true, but he's not just the creator of all things. He is my creator. He's not just the redeemer. He is my redeemer. And I pray he would be yours as well. If you have yet to put your faith in Christ, I pray that you would find someone here and just ask them, what, what do I have to do to be saved? I remember doing evangelism in Venezuela and every day we would pray, God, give me an opportunity to share the gospel with someone. Um, and I had this opportunity, just to, uh, walked into a place and uh, just asked a girl a question about the gospel. And she said, I, would, I don't know anything about the gospel. Tell me about Jesus. And I got a chance to walk through the entire gospel with her. She repented and believed and um, we prayed right there. The next day I, I didn't pray, God, give me an opportunity. I said, Lord, you can't make it any easier than you did yesterday so I'm not even going to pray that. Um, so I went to the college campus, the campus of Luz in Maracaibo, Venezuela, and I was just standing there by myself talking to someone. I finished the conversation, and someone came up to me and said, can you tell me about Jesus? Well, that's a whole lot easier than even the day before. Um, God is a God that uh, wants to be known. Uh, we want to tell people about Jesus so they can be known by God. So we want to trust in God's character, number one. Number two, we want to trust in God's actions. Trust in God's actions. This is really verses three through eight. Begins in verse three, the word for. For, why should we trust the Lord? For he, the Lord, will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night nor the arrows that fly by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Uh, I've been reading through a a commentary, an old commentary on on the Psalms, uh, W.S. Plummer uh, it had a commentary on the Psalms. It's a wonderful book, and it has some some commentary. Then the the second the end of the the com- commentary for each Psalm has a list of applications, and this was one of the applications he wrote for this verse. He says, "The cunning and the craft of our adversaries might well alarm us. It is so deep and devilish. Were it not that the wisdom of God is set over and against it, as the Fowler." Has more shrewdness than the bird. Father is a bird hunter. So has Satan more craft than his saints. The father has more shrewdness, has more, uh, uh, um, I guess, shrewdness is another word I could use, uh, than the bird. And Satan has more shrewdness than the saints. But the saints' safety is that Jehovah takes the wise in their own craftiness. I love that. Although God has promised that his people shall not leave the, the world by casualty or malady, as he did respecting their Lord, yet this is their rejoicing, that the manner of their departure is settled not by caprice or luck, but by infinite wisdom, not by malice, but by unfailing love. Epidemics have no power but as they have been commissioned from God. We see that right there in verse 3, that the, the deliverer, the Lord, will deliver us from the snare of the fowler in the form of deadly pestilence. These are two ways to describe the, uh, the, the attacks of the evil one and the evil uh, forces in this world against the people of God. And it's just a reminder for us that the deadly pestilence uh, of viruses that, that ravage people's lives are not new in the world. They have happened before, and, and sadly, they will happen again. Uh, Lord Craven was a, a believer in 5th century London, and there was a, a pandemic that was sweeping through the land, and he, he decided it was best for him and his family to, to leave uh, the city. And he, as he was leaving, he overheard one of his servants say, I suppose by my Lord's quitting London to avoid the plague, that his god lives in the country and not in the town she thought that craven was going somewhere else craven heard that and he she, he was gripped to the heart realizing that he was not witnessing to the fullness of his god and he said this my god lives everywhere and i can't read my handwriting and can preserve me in a town as well as the country. I will stay where I am. Uh, I think it's, a, it's just a reminder for us is how we approach our pestilence in our day. This pandemic is a witness to the watching world. Are we going to live in fear or are we going to live in faith? Because the world is watching and they're saying, do they trust their God as their comfort and their refuge as their fortress? Or are they like the rest of the world? How we handle things like this Show the world our trust and our faith in God. He gives us tools to protect us. We see here, here in verse 4 He will cover with His pinions, with His wings. Under His wings, he will, we will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. We know that in the New Testament, this, the shield that we have is the shield of faith. When the flaming arrows assail us, we take up the shield of faith and we, we, we tell the, the evil one that we are covered with the blood of Christ, we belong to God. We can extinguish those flaming arrows. We have the the Word of God to protect us. We have prayer that we can bring before Him. And as you just see throughout this whole entire psalm, that things may look uh, difficult and trying, fear and tear in the night, but we have the Lord. And because we have the Lord, we should not fear anything that happens in our day. Right there at the end of verse 8, The psalmist says, you will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Now, we know that God can save his people from a plague. He did that in the Exodus. Uh, He can provide special protection for his people in the midst of all sorts of circumstances. And as believers, one day we will see that God will eventually show us the just and perfect wrath he will have against the wicked. Recompense, the payment for their deeds he will bring upon their own head. And I think for us, before we move on and trusting and rejoicing in God's character for us, we should grieve. When we see wickedness in our day, we can get angry for how they're treating us, but we should pity them and we should grieve for them because they stand under the wrath of God. So when before we get angry, before we we lash back, what we need to do is to pray for their souls. Because if they do not repent from their sins and trust in Christ, they will perish. We need to have hearts that care for the wicked. Number three, we see our trust is in God's help. Our trust is in God's help. Verse 9. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High who is my refuge. No evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. C.H. Spurgeon also lived during a time of a a pandemic. Uh, Spurgeon stayed in London and ministered to many of his church family while they were going through the plague. Um, And it really beat him down spiritually, beat him down emotionally to bury uh, member after member after member. He was walking back from one of uh, from a funeral after burying someone who died of the plague. And he was talking to himself and saying, I can't do this anymore. I, I have to leave this town. I can't visit the the sick. I, I just I just can't do it any longer. And and he looked up and, and he saw in a shoemaker's window this verse, verse ten verse 9 and 10. The Most High who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague came near your tent. And after seeing that in that shoemaker's window, this is what Spurgeon wrote. The effect on my heart was immediate. Fate appropriated the, the passage as her own. I felt secure, refreshed, girt with immortality. I went on my visitation of the dying in a calm and peaceful spirit. I felt no fear of evil, and I suffered no harm. The providence which moved that tradesman to put those verses in his window, I gratefully acknowledge. And in remembrance of the marvelous power, I adore the Lord my God. God is our habitation. God is our home through, through blessings and through trials, uh, through adversity, through, through joys. The Lord is our refuge. Uh, one scholar writes, The nature of true faith is to make use of God in all conditions, in peace and war, prosperity and adversity. The text says no evil will fall on us. And we know that there's going to be evil that falls on us. But what it's saying is there's no going to be ultimate evil that falls on us. We know that all the things that happen in our life will work for our good. Romans 8.28 makes that clear. Genesis 50 verse, verse 20 when, when Joseph's brothers were, were afraid, now what's gonna, what is Joseph going to do for us? And he says, you know, don't worry. What, what, evil, what Satan meant for evil, God meant for good. God, God sent me ahead to, to save you. Listen, God is working in the midst of, of us. We shall not fear. Verse 11, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against the stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent. You will trample underfoot. Uh, we talked earlier about how Satan is more shrewd than the saints. And Satan is a liar, uh, and Satan is a twister of God's Word. He wants to make us doubt God's Word, and then he wants to, to twist God's Word to do his, his bidding. This is what he tried to do with the Lord Christ in the, in, the, in, the, in the temptation in Luke chapter 4. Right here in this verse, you probably remember it. Satan going to the Lord Jesus said, For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you all your ways. Saying, why don't you jump down from this temple and the angels will will pick you up so nothing will hurt you. On their hands they will bear you up unless you strike your foot against a a stone. And the Lord responded, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. It is not right for the saints of God to, to put ourselves in unnecessary ways of evil. But when we walk faithfully and obedient with the Lord, He's going to care for us. He's going to protect us. And He's promised to give us victory. Look at verse 13. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent, who will trample underfoot. These are pictures and images of all those things that will work to attack the people of God. They will work to attack us, but God will give us victory. And we end simply with our trust is in God's salvation. Look at verses 14 and following. Because he holds fast to me, this is the Lord speaking, because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him with long life i will satisfy him and show him my salvation these are wonderful verses and really what you see here is this intimate relationship that the saints have with god beloved this is what we want in our relationship with the lord you see that intimacy there because he hold fast to me in love because the people of god hold fast to the lord in love he will deliver them he will protect us because we know His name as Redeemer, Lord, Master, Savior, Friend, Elder Brother. He is our, 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 our Redeemer. He know, we know His name. He will protect us. When we call to Him, He will answer us. Whatever you're dealing with tonight, whatever feels heavy in your soul, if you call to the Lord, He will answer you. Because we have intimacy with Him. Let me just end with some more words from W.S. Plummer. He writes these. For all deliverances, we must wait and give God his time. His rewards are sure, but they are not to be hastened by fretting and impatience. Let all saints be joyful in God. Their inheritance is sure. Their gratitude should be warm and their obedience cheerful and universal. The protection and consolation promised to them and administered on their behalf will be a matter of praise and wonder forever. Do you realize that? That all that God is doing in your life now that we can't fully understand, one day they will fill our lips with praise forevermore when we see God's kind hand of prominence. Plummer ends. Nor let sinners forget that all these things deeply concern them. Indeed, the answer to the questions whether they shall be friends or saints depends upon the state of their hearts towards such a great and glorious truth as revealed in this sacred poem. I pray all of us would, would call out to the Lord, our refuge, our fortress, and our God. Father, we thank you so much that we as your people who trust in you Will dwell in the shadow of the Almighty. God, we ask you to protect us under your wings, under your protection, because we know your name and we know you love us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, well, we have a couple of